The mob storms the Capitol. Trump is impeached over riot. GDP declined. Millions of Texans without power. Supply chain troubles. Ship blocks the Suez Canal. Surge in illegal border crossings. Murder conviction in George Floyd case. Higher inflation rattles market. The end of the pipeline. Home prices jump. Florida condo collapses. Drop in life expectancy by one and a half years. Back to masking. Federal vaccine mandate. The Taliban takes over. COVID wave in Asia. Hurricane devastates Louisiana. Southwest meltdown. COVID variant sends stock lower. Inflation accelerates. And a tornado outbreak. These were just a few of the big headlines uh, from the Wall Street uh, Journal uh, this past year. And these are all headlines of chaos, a chaotic world that we are living in, mobs, impeachment, GDP declining, hurricanes, earthquakes, all of the above, tornadoes. It's a world of chaos uh, that you and I are living in. So this past year, the year 2021, has sort of been an encore to the chaos that we saw in the year 2020. We've seen a lot of heartbreak. We've seen a lot of turmoil. We've seen strife, seen anger, frustration, unrest, and we've seen a lot of stress as well. And with everything that is going on in the world, just getting a glimpse of uh, some of these headlines, we all understand uh, that there is a sense of a lack of peace in the world that we are living in. Can we all agree on that in this morning, that there is a lack of peace in the world that we are living in? That's certainly the experience that uh, I've encountered in this past year, is that uh, the world is just seems to have a sense of tension, like everybody is getting ready, the world is getting ready to implode, as the, we just have this friction going on as we are living in chaotic circumstances. And the world needs a sense of peace. I think that would do the world much good if it could understand and get just a taste of the peace that is available to each and every one of us. And that peace is what we are going to talk about this morning as we continue our series on Advent, as we continue to celebrate, as we anticipate the arrival of Christmas Day, and as we anticipate the arrival of our Lord Jesus descending from heaven to earth. And so I've enjoyed going through this Advent series as, again, I absolutely Love Christmas. I love the Christmas season. I love the movies, the music, the holly jolly uh, Christmas mood. Um, and uh, of course, we have the true reason of the season, and that's the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we talk about Advent. Advent is just uh, kind of a fancy word, a different word for arrival. We're talking about the arrival, the arrival of Christmas Day and the arrival of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Christ. And so we're getting ready for both the arrival of Christmas Day and the return of Jesus. And so it's kind of twofold there. We have the past hope, the, the uh, past birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, about 2,000 years ago. But then we also anticipate the arrival of sometime in the future, whether later on today, whether tomorrow, whether later on this year or next year or 10 years from now or 1,000 years from now. We don't know. Nobody knows the day or hour. Not even Jesus Christ knew the day or hour that he would return to earth. But one day, Jesus is going to come back, and we can anticipate and celebrate that arrival as well. And so as we celebrate both his first arrival, his first coming on earth as he was born in the lowly manger that we will talk about this coming Friday, um, we also see uh, in talking about the future uh, arrival that we get an added bonus of hope. When we talk about Advent, we get a sense of hope that in the Old Testament, the prophets, they were looking forward to the coming of the Messiah, and the Messiah did indeed come. And now we are in a very similar situation to the Jews thousands of years ago. Now we are awaiting the Messiah to come as well. We also get the added bonus of this Advent season of love. I mean, love is beautifully demonstrated in this Christmas story as God gave his son to us. We also see joy is made manifest in this Christmas story. As the shepherds, they received this news of great joy that the Messiah, that the Savior, had been born in the town of Bethlehem. And we have news of great joy as well that the Messiah was born and that the Messiah is coming back as well. And so these are all added benefits, added bonuses of the Advent season. And the last added bonus that we'll talk about as we conclude our series on Advent is the bonus of peace. We get a sense of peace as we celebrate Christmas this year. And so this candle of peace is represented by the angels in the nativity scene. And so we're going to read, if you'll open with me in your Bibles, into the book of Luke, in Luke chapter 2. And we're going to see the message that the angels gave to the shepherds. We actually read uh, this passage last week, but we're only going to read uh, verses 13 and 14. So this is in the midst of the angel coming to the shepherds to bring the good news that the, the Lord, the Savior, has been born in the town of Bethlehem. And then after the angel presented this good news of great joy to the shepherds, all of a sudden we see in verse 13 of Luke chapter 2, it reads, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. That's the bonus of peace in this Christmas season. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. As the angels, they understood as they were presenting this message to the shepherds that this message was the message, this news was the news of peace. There could be peace on earth. But now we have to make a very important distinction here in what the angels uh, said in verse 14 as the heavenly hosts are saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. Now, unfortunately, the angels didn't stop there. It's not peace to all on the earth, but we see here that it's peace among those with whom he is pleased. 
And so here we see, uh, according to these angels, this news that they gave to the shepherds, that there would be peace available on earth to those whom please God, to those who have a living and active faith in God and his son, Jesus Christ, peace is available. It's available to us right now. Where we sit or where we stand right now, we have peace available to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus is described as being a prince of peace. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Uh, really a confusing uh, passage there. We won't really uh, dive into it. But in this passage in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it, it talks about this child being born, and he's given a number of different names. And one of these names that this child is given is the prince of peace. And so this Jesus, he is the prince of peace. With his birth came peace on earth to those whom God is pleased with. And that peace is available to us today as well. And so today we're going to focus on two different aspects of peace, two different ways in which Jesus has given us peace on earth. And we're going to be talking about how we today, we can have peace with God. And we're going to talk briefly about how we can have a peace of God, the peace of God. So we talk about uh, the peace with God. We, we have to understand that Jesus in, uh, this, in these, the day and age that he was living uh, in the little town of Bethlehem that he was born in, he was born into a Jewish uh, population that was under the harsh Roman rule. And the Jews, they were waiting for their Messiah to come to deliver them from the harsh Roman rule. Especially, they had different classifications of Jews and the zealots who were, were, had a lot of zeal, a lot of passion. They, they especially wanted deliverance from the Roman rule. And that's exactly what they thought the Messiah was going to do in his first Coming, They thought that he was going to come with a, a horse riding and a sword in his hand, and he was going to give peace to the Jews as the Jews were being severely mistreated by several different emperors under the Roman rule. But instead, Jesus gives us this peace with God. When we talk about peace, there, there's different aspects to this idea, this concept of peace. And one concept of peace is when you refer to a relationship with someone else. If both parties involved are on friendly terms, then they are at peace with one another. We see this all the time when we see different countries going to war with one another. One uh, country may defeat the other one, or they may settle on a peace agreement. And they end this war on peaceful terms. They, they may sign a peace treaty to, to kind of serve as a covenant that, hey, we are on peaceful terms. So I can have peace with you, talking about how we are on good terms. There, there, there's no ill will towards you and I. We are on peaceful terms. We are living with peace with one another. And Jesus, when he was born in that little town of Bethlehem, Jesus, the prince of peace, he provided us a way to have peace with God. We see this very briefly in Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, we're just going to read verse 1 here. 
Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Paul writes, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we talked about uh, a couple months ago now about the seven different ways in which we are saved from sin and we are justified by our faith in Jesus Christ. And when we are justified by our faith, when we are declared righteous in the eyes of God, it's at that moment that we have peace with God. We are in good terms with God. And here Paul informs us that this peace with God is through the one and only Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. And so in the very beginning, in the the Garden of Eden, uh, God had that perfect relationship with mankind. He had that peaceful relationship with Adam and Eve. But leave it up to mankind, as we found out uh, this past year as well, uh, mankind is going to mess things up. And mankind, Adam and Eve, they mess their perfect, their peaceful relationship with God. And so ever since then, mankind has needed to be reconciled with God. They needed to have peace with God again because they did not have peace with God. But through Jesus, it's available to us now. We can have peace with God. We can be on peaceful, friendly terms with the God who created the heavens and the earth. We can be on peaceful terms with the God who determines where we will reside in the future, whether we will partake in his coming kingdom or uh, we will die in the lake of fire. And so we need to have this peace with God, and it's only attainable through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As mankind messed it up, but the Prince of Peace, born in the town of Bethlehem, enabled you and I to once again have peace with God. So that's one aspect of peace that Jesus brings to you and I in this Christmas season is that we can have peace with God. No matter what you are going through in your life, you can be assured that you have peace with your heavenly father. You might not be on good terms with your earthly father. You might not be on good terms with your children, with your siblings, friends, spouse, whomever it may be. But if you have a living and active faith in Jesus, then you are at peace with God. God, a beautiful, beautiful gift for us to reflect on this Christmas season. But not only does Jesus provide us peace with God, Jesus also provides us with the peace of God. So no longer are we talking about our relationship with God, but we're talking about an inner peace that is available to every one of us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And again, Paul talks about this. Paul, in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, Paul writes, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so this peace of God is made available to you and I today through the Prince of Peace, through Christ Jesus. And this peace is no ordinary peace. It's truly an extraordinary 
peace. It's a peace that surpasses all understanding. In the midst of the chaos that we are living in, we can have a peace that the outside world simply cannot understand. We can have a peace when, the, when our lives around us are crumbling apart, but we know that God is with us. We know that we have a hope uh, of God's coming kingdom, and we can truly have a peace that surpasses all understanding. And that's the peace that was only made available through Christ Jesus. And so this message of peace is one of the added bonuses of this Advent season as we anticipate the arrival of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as we anticipate the arrival of Christmas Day, as we are truly living in a chaotic world. It's a scary, fearful world out there full of tension, and I feel like we're just one one stumble away from the world just truly imploding as there is so much tension throughout basically every country within this world. But in the midst of all of this chaos that we have seen in 2021 and 2020 and before, we could have that peace. As there's been a lot of stress that these past two years have brought on people. People have had to ask, how am I going to provide for my family? A lot of people have uh, had to worry or stress about, am I going to contract the virus? If I do, what is going to happen to me? If I get it, am I going to spread it, the virus, to my family? Is the world going to end in war? Is America going to go to war with China or Russia? There, there's so much tension, so much that we can stress about today. How many of us still stressing about getting ready for Christmas Day coming up in T-minus a week if you are not made aware? There's lots of us to stress about today, but we can have peace available to us right now, a peace that the outside world simply does not understand. And so we have both an inner peace, a peace with God, or peace of God, and we have peace with God. And so as we focus on this peace of God, having an inner peace that surpasses all understanding, I want you guys to focus in on that this Christmas season in the midst of the hustle and the bustle and in the midst of the chaos and the stress, focus on that peace that passes all understanding. Focus on what's available to you. Focus on the hope that we have, the joy, the love that was made manifest to you. Maybe you need to just sit down and take a minute in the midst of the chaos this upcoming week and to just take a deep breath and focus on what we have. I want to practice that for just a minute. If you all will practice with me, we'll do breathing exercise, focusing on the peace of God that is available to each and every one of us. So we're going to inhale through our nose and exhale through our mouth and focus on that peace that's available to us. So if you all inhale through your nose with me, and exhale, focus that Jesus has been born. Inhale. The Prince of Peace is alive. Prince of Peace is coming back one day. Just 
a day and age where everything wrong with this world is going to be made right. You can have peace of God that surpasses all understanding. You can have peace with God, the creator, the heavens, and the earth. That's the peace that surpasses all understanding. And so again, I encourage you to focus on that peace of God that we have and also focus on the peace with God that is made manifest to us this Christmas season as we are in peaceful terms with the God who created the heavens and the earth. You know, we talk about a peace with God today, but in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 11, the prophet Isaiah prophesies about the coming day and age, the coming kingdom, and he talks about a peace with God and a peace with one another where the wolf will lie down with the lamb, the lion will eat straw with the ox, the child will play with the cobra, and the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord. This is the peace that is available to us. And so again, this Christmas season, in the midst of the chaotic year that we've had, in the midst of the craziness of trying to get your household together, getting everything crystal clear, leading up to Christmas, focus on this peace of God and peace with God. As the angels told the shepherd on that glorious night, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for the peace that surpasses all of our understanding. I thank you that we can have peace with you through your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just thank you for this Christmas season and the hope and the love and the joy and the peace that is available to each and every one of us. And so, Father, it's just my prayer that in the midst of whatever circumstances this church is going through, we can see your love, we can have a hope, we can have joy, and we can have a peace that surpasses all of our understanding. It's in Jesus' precious and holy name that we pray. Amen. To close our service today, we have the song called